I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. While Andrea is away this uh, month, we are going to be doing a few once-off special podcasts with uh, some special guests and some regular content as well. This week's episode is a chat with David Holmes, the Belfast producer and musician and DJ, who is with us to talk about 25 plus years of Let's Get Killed, his second album that was released in 1997. Now, Let's Get Killed is, it celebrated its 25th anniversary last year during COVID lockdown kind of vibe. So as part of, of kind of the celebrations of What's going on with the album? There is an event taking place this Sunday, which is part of the St. Patrick's Festival. It is called INY and Guinness Storehouse present Belfast, New York at Let's Get Killed. David Holmes in conversation and DJ performance in conversation with John Kelly, plus a DJ set support from Billy Scurry. Basically, David Holmes will be there and he'll be chatting about the 25th anniversary of this record, Let's Get Killed, and playing some tunes as well. That event is pretty oversubscribed. We have a couple of tickets left, maybe on our Instagram, um, so I'm giving those away today, last minute, if you get to hear this first when it comes out on Wednesday. But that is on Sunday, March 19th in the Guinness Storehouse, Belfast, New York, and Let's Get Killed, David Holmes' conversation. Now, you don't have to go there to hear David Holmes talking about Let's Get Killed because we've got him right here for this uh, episode of the Nine or Nine podcast. Podcast. We're just going to talk about specifically Let's Get Killed and how it was made. Many people will know tracks like My Mate Paul. Greedy Shaker. Brilliant, incredible, 
Rodney Yates. Freaknik. Or the track Let's Get Killed. So the history of this album is one that involves David Holmes growing up in Belfast, having a great record collection, a deep record collection, playing as a DJ since he was 14 or 15 in local pubs and bars, playing soul, jazz, rock and disco, and then releasing an album in 1995 called This Film's Crap, Let's Slash the Seats, before going on to uh, spend some time in New York, which he tells us all about involving taking acid and recording samples. As David tells it, he was always inspired by uh, sampling audio and recording real life. And Let's Get Killed was the first time he did that. Of course, David went on to become quite a prolific producer of soundtrack music, including 1998 Out of Sight, uh, the Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, the Ocean's uh, series with Steven Soderbergh, all of those films. And has gone on to make soundtracks for Good Vibrations, the film about Terry Hooley. David Holmes also produced a Noel Gallagher album, Who Built the Moon, in 2017. And most recently, Killing Eve, the British spy thriller starring Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer. Of course, there is lots of other music we don't touch on here, including one of my favourites, Bow Down to the Exit Sign for 2000, uh, The Free Association 2002, and The Holy Pictures 2008. Um, But if you do stay tuned to the end, you'll hear David talking about some upcoming David Holmes albums. And just last year, he released the fourth album of his uh, alternative uh, music trio with Jade Vincent and Kifis Kianza called Unloved. They have released four albums now at this point. And some of the music in that was, of course, used in uh, Killing Eve as well. But we're going to focus on specifically Let's Get Killed. It's one of my favorite albums. It's a pretty prolific, seminal dance album. It was one that I heard at the age of 15 or 16, just after it was released and was so impressed uh, with the, its world building and its creation and what it does with samples and what it does with music. So we'll get into a bit of that. Here's a little bit of Let's Get Killed and we'll talk to David Holmes after that. David, thanks for coming along and uh, having a chat about a very important album. First of all, to me, uh, I, I think I heard this when I was... Just after it came out, I think I was, what, 15 maybe? So Let's Get Kills, what we're talking about. 25 years of that album plus. So can you take me back to, you know, set the scene in terms of what you were doing in the lead up to that album? 
Um, obviously, you just released this film's crap. Let's slash the seats around 1995 and uh, 1997. So, what was the lead up to Let's Get Killed like for you? Having made sort of this film's crap, I, I kind of, without even thinking, find myself using cinema as um like uh, inspiration for my from for, for you know for my own work and i i i grew up in in cinema like you know just spent the entire troubles in front of a, a vhs video recorder <laughs> and rented out like parrot videos like every day and so film was always a really big part of you know you know me as a like just someone who loved music and you know, so I, I would buy the soundtracks is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. And uh, so when I started getting into making music, it was, uh, you know, I was I was very encouraged by the late Andrew Weatherall to, to sort of forge my own path and not to be the derivative of the derivative. And, you know, and that made me sort of question, you know, you know, I was just at the beginning, you know, I was a young DJ with, with ideas, mm. you know, um, on how to, because ultimately, like, one of the things that's really benefited me is, like, I've always been in the music. So, like, when the whole Acid House generation sprung up, at a, you know, at an amazing record collection, you know, but, mm. uh, and, and quite, and really varied as well. So, I started going down the film route as, as as a form of inspiration, just digging out old John Carpenter soundtracks, and you know, um, I'd just seen in the name of the Father, and you know that had a profound effect on me, even though the riots were filmed in Sheriff Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's my one bugbear with that film. Um, my mum bought me um, like a voice recorder, like a dictaphone, and I. I would go to the cinema and just sit there and sample. Bits so you were sampling before you knew what sampling was, really. Yeah, um, and you know that that was becoming um, apparent that that's the road that I was going down. You know, um, and so it, it was just like a development, really. Let's get killed was a development of that, and rather than sort of looking through my soundtrack albums and stuff for inspiration. Um, I started looking, I, I wanted to make a completely different kind of record. I wanted yeah. to completely reinvent, you know, um, what I was working on. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just like, that's what I, you know, I want to do this now, but I was so conscious as well of not kind of repeating myself, um, which a lot of artists do, you know, they, they get something that works really well and that's what they do and that's what they know and that's what they work on. And, and they develop that sound through a number of years. And there's a part of me admires that. But for me, it was kind of like, I just wanted to do something completely different. So I started looking back into all the records that I used to play when I was a young modernist. I was a mod, like hardcore mm. mod. Like Where um, were you playing then? I was playing in the Abercorn on a Monday night. Uh, a Thursday night, uh, and then um, I was playing in uh, the Delta Ballroom, and that was like an old disused ballroom in Donegal Street in Belfast, mm. and uh, could get quite hurry down there at times. Um, 
But that was the club that all the freaks went to. But before that, staying with Let's Get Killed, I was like youngest of 10 children, right? So Hmm. not only did I inherit a lot of music, but, you know, I was the baby. And nine brothers and sisters and my mum and dad. And we we didn't have fuck all, you know what I mean? We we didn't have any money. Like we're proper working class, 10 people in a three bedroom house. Um, but there was always music, you know? Mm. And uh, so anytime it was my birthday or Christmas, I just got records, you know? Yeah. And my sister worked in a record shop. And I had all these really amazing sort of access to music without having much money. Yeah. Without having any money, actually. So um and I'm 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 seriously OCD um about things. So like not compulsion like washing your hands and all that, but when I get into something, it's like all or nothing, you know. So that's a good thing if you're a DJ, you want to listen to deeply into a certain sound or anything like that, you really want to go deep. Yeah, especially, I mean, the internet. I mean, like back then, all I had was Record Collector mm. and a couple of like fanzines from London, like mod scenes, like Extraordinary Sensations and Right Track, which were like super hip um, mod fanzines that were like, you know, it was deep. You know, yeah, this was yeah. right back to the very first mods in London where it was like really underground and really um, specialist and the music was all very sort of secretive and you know it's brought in on boats on imports and stuff you know what i mean so i i I was collecting records and then actually one day i walked into good vibrations um and terry hooley you know i would just go into record shops and just sit and look at the records and I, i i actually didn't have any money so um terry hooley one day just gave me this crate of seven inch records all original early 60s rhythm and blues rhythm and soul uh, just real obscure like labels like sue mm. and so I, I always just great records just found me you know what i mean like in my youth like i'm only actually thinking about that now as i'm i'm talking back but they did i was very lucky you know and uh, so in the age of sampling you know, I started digging through my mods, 45s, that, that I'd had from the age of 15. And uh, so that's what I started sampling. And uh, that basically became the foundation of that record. Um, like tracks like My Mate Paul, Gritty Shaker, Freak Nick. So they were all from that collection then, the, the Dynatones sample on the on Gritty Shaker. Yeah, yeah. So all, all, all in that, all in that bundle. Yeah. So that start, you know, that that was like, okay, this is the album that I'm making, you know. But when it came to kind of like the voices and all the the live action sample stuff, um, I kind of just thought, well, you know, I've been to New York DJing with Johnny Moy. And Marcus Lampkin, um, I think Mark. I'm not sure if Marcus was there. Maybe he was. I can't remember. But uh, Potter was there, and you know, going to New York for the first time, hmm. 
for me, I think I was one of the lucky ones who sort of caught it before it became like, you know, nobody can even afford to live in Manhattan. It's that expensive. Yeah. You know? So that where were you going like, then when you first got there? Where was, what, where well, was, just like, I, you know, I was just hanging around Alphabet City and St. Mark's and, you know, the lower East side, Ludlow, just around all these little kind of dive bars. And, you know, like it was just always like, it characters everywhere. So I, I kind of thought, well, you very, you know, a, a, anyone who goes there to New York or, 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 or kind of certain parts of America, you realize that people are very fucking easy to coax to talk. <laughs> you know, you can stick a microphone, ask them a question, and they'll just talk. Yeah. But, you know, you're just surrounded. You know, it's the classic cliche of going to New York for the first time. It, it, you feel like you're, you know, you're seeing all your favorite films and it says, oh my God, this shit does happen. This just isn't in films. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to bring a microphone and a DAP player. And I'm just going to make all the sam- like record all the samples myself. So, and, and, and that's what I done. And I was, I, I had my best friends with me when I went back and uh, we did a feature like, all, you know, there was a, a it was, there was, I think there was a magazine Music magazine, or music magazine with a K. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were doing like a like a story on it, and uh, so we literally dropped acid, hit the record button, and just hit the streets. And you know, it was it was far right. It was you know, yeah. <laughs> it was it was one of those experiences that you'll just never forget for the rest of your life because it's sort of, it, you know. You, you couldn't have made it up. Yeah. You know? So is this like one or two times you did this or, or how many times did you, did you did it a couple of times there for the sources? Yeah. So did it a couple of times, you know what I mean? And then you get home and you've got all this material and then you start kind of like playing the material off each other, or sampling the Foley, like the car, the traffic noise, the, the conversations that are going off in the background, you know, the chitter chatter that's just distant to your left and yeah. at the center. You've got this, guy talking about you know star signs and you know what i mean so it's kind of i was building up my own little worlds your world building yeah yeah you were really just i mean everything wasn't you know it it was like in the most primitive way of making like a film of some sort Mm. because you know it didn't have a visual of course but i was able to kind of like mix in like foley and you know oh i need a like a car horn maybe there and put you know so i was like yeah, building okay, yeah. scene. it all happened yeah. in different points yeah but it was like taking all this footage and then creating the sort of the worlds that kind of like um i suppose it, it had to marry with the music you sure. know it, it had to feel like one one story you know and that story was you know um without you know it wasn't like at the time you're going this is the story it's like i'm gonna go to new york and get a load of fucking samples yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but then you make it interesting by dropping a tab of acid you know and I, I remember walking through alphabet city and it was about four or five of us and it was really dark and we know we'd kind of like you know we weren't like suddenly there's not that many people about you yeah. know 
And then, of course, with the with 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 the acid, which was really strong, um, everybody started to get a bit nervous. She's like, "Don't like this. Let's get let's get out of here." And and I said, "I'll never forget it." And I says, "Fuck it, let's get killed." And then I was like, "That's the name of this record, <laughs> right there." And then I just wrote it down, and then literally like three minutes away. Uh, this kind of freaked me out actually at the time because my head was like in all sorts of different sure. <laughs> places. But uh, on on spray paint on the wall, like literally just like sort of down the street, it said "Don't die just yet." <laughs> and I was like, and then your mind starts really going, "Whoa, what the fuck's going on? Let's get killed! Don't die just yet. When are we going to die?" <laughs> 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 and uh, but you know laugh about it afterwards of course but you know sure. that was basically the 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 you know the you know what happened and and you know some of it now is is a bit blurry because it's like how many how many years old is it 26 i think now officially well i mean I, from since it came out so i don't know was that 96 then you yeah, were that, there that's nuts yeah you know that's nuts because it just seemed the nineties seemed like yesterday. Oh yeah, me. this is this is age. <laughs> no, I know, but it really it, it doesn't feel like you know in the like in the eighties, the nineteen sixties felt like they were like a different century away. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But this doesn't somehow. But um, yeah, that that that's basically the long and the short of it. And then you know, it's about when you're. That's what I I, I love working conceptually. Because I can see like a piece starting to form, yeah, and I can see a story that's starting to unfold. And when you get to the end of it, you just hope that everyone who listens to it will just have their own little kind of mm. uh, mental wonders, you know. And um, because you know that's that's what you want, you know. But I, I mean, when you're writing a song, when I write a song. I don't really know what it's about until I've finished it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, Let's Get Killed was a bit like that. But it was definitely... Um, and there was there was a real, like, teenage mentality as well. Like, it was just like, you know, I was right in to all those different movies. Yeah. Like, you know, in my mind. Well, that's what New York is for so many people when they go, for, especially the first few times. It's such a iconic place and you're just like oh yeah i've been here before <laughs> in a way and especially down there i'm sure it was very different to me the last time i was there was uh the lower east side obviously it's fairly gentrified but still has a bit of grubbiness to it but um not quite so much anymore yeah so i kind of feel that we caught it just before you had that the, the giuliani kind of transition yeah and um yeah, and you know, it was just one of those experiences, you know, I'll never forget. And we got out of there alive, and it was, um, you know, and, and regarding the music, so like you had Rodney Yates, Gritty Shaker, Mimey Paul, um, Freak Nick, all came from that box of 45s. Wow, yeah, that I've had since I was 15. So you're really bringing, you know, that's your upbringing in Belfast and then um, New York experiences coming together 
as well. So you really are it's, living the dream. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> when that when we were making that record, because it was just like you were living out all the you know, like when you grow up in Belfast. I don't know what it is for you. I'm sure it's the same in any working class city, but maybe especially Belfast because of what was going on at the time, like from the set, yeah. you know, the six, late sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties. <clears throat> you never really thought that things like that happened to you, you know. Like I always just, you know, it's like, is this really happening? Yeah. You know? It wasn't an. I didn't look at it as an opportunity. It was just a, I was having like a, a life experience that I never thought that I would ever have. Sure. You know, and uh, so I was kind of like had that teenage mentality. So yeah. You walk through the streets, you know. And did you encounter any host- uh, hostility or anything you remember in the, in those terms? Everyone's fairly open to you, or everyone you- was really open. I mean, there's a few mm-hmm. like you know. It, the thing about it is, it's kind of like what if there was anything that was slightly hostile, um, it probably wasn't mm. because we were like tripping so hard. And who was with you then? Um, my friend Glenn Laburn and my friend Paul Cadell. These are my best friends, still are, you know. And uh, Glenn is a filmmaker, he went on to direct Good Vibrations. Yeah, I've seen it great. And um and Paul Goodell, he's not uh, like teaching um drama at an all girls grammar school back in nineteen ninety whatever. You know, we were all roaming the streets of the, the back streets of New York City, um, out of our minds at LSD interviewing strangers at three in the morning. <laughs> so is that Paul is that Paul, my mate Paul? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I remember talking to Riggsy once and he said he said he was a hairdresser is that right he was at that time yeah yeah because we were just walking around one day in Belfast and he said yeah no he's like a, you know teaching yeah English and drama at, at a grammar school a all girl it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Was grammar school in Belfast. Do you remember much about other than the you know the atmosphere of New York? Do you remember much about the music at that time? I was on my own trip back then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I was kind of like you know getting bored of kind of like nothing new was coming out of techno, and I mean that was just one part of the nineties. You know, like I've been through like you know, 
I can't kind of, I'm always searching for something new. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like through the nineties, couldn't even start giving you a list, you know, cause like from like 1989, like, like the whole sort of Balearic thing where, you know, you were playing mid, like low mid tempo sort of trippy chuggy music that was kind of, yeah. like, you know, just as much in common with, you know, guitar music. So it, you had that whole sort of side of thing and, um, and going to Ibiza in 1990 and like being exposed to all this other, you know, flamenco and sort of Brazilian music, like, you know, stuff that you could go wild to. And, you know, going through all that and then, you know, electronic music was just changing all the time. It was morphing and then it was getting, you know, it was, things were getting a bit heavier and then it got harder and harder and harder. And I kind of just got to a point where I just wanted to do something completely different. Yeah. And, um, through production uh, uh, and that was let's get killed and then i was kind of djing a bit like that at that time you know i was playing like a lot of you know because i realized like a lot of these records actually just don't sound quite modern you yeah. know in a bizarre way you know you play it under a really good sound system well, have um, you gone back and listened to let's get killed recently no no i haven't listened to no. it and probably won't ever again um <laughs> i mean I, it, the old track comes up like miami and paul was on the radio a couple of weeks ago and that was hilarious i was like, oh, I just like turned to car on this miami and paul i was like fuck I mean, it actually sounded quite good i was yeah you know, i mean i think it still holds up you know yeah. i mean i still think it sounds great now so i mean that's a credit to you because it's it, it 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 is of that time and place but it also is still sounds really good and that's down to a lot yeah, of the production I mean, stuff like as well. had a, you know one foot in the past another one in the future you know it was like um because i i mean i never stopped buying electronic music but I, I i think i was just you know i was interested in evolving as a music producer and an yeah. artist and that was just part of the whole journey you know what i mean it's still like i'm still learning stuff every day i've just finished a new album actually yeah that is coming out in november called blind and a galloping horse and uh which i think is a title that completely sums up the world we're living in yeah. and um, That's a, is that a david holmes record yes right great yeah so and i've got my goddaughter raven singing all my songs oh uh, yeah. her voice just sounds fucking killer and yeah, you had a single out there last year. Yeah, yeah. I realize so yeah. we've got a whole album. Great, great. Yeah, yeah. Before uh, doing that, great. And yeah, like one of the things I uh, I went to see Meet Me in the Bathroom last week, and one of the things you are credited with in that film is actually igniting something. James Murphy says that you ignited something that led to greater things in New York. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on that? What did you do? What did you do, David? What did you do? I haven't. I haven't seen the film. Well, apparently you uh, you helped inspire a lot of people. So, what was your what was your recollection of that around that time? I have a very very blurry memory of that whole period. I I don't remember it being, um, you know that you know what that's a whole different interview. Yeah, you yeah. Because I mean? where do you start? Do you know what I mean? Where do you start? You know what I mean? It's like it's not something I can answer in like you know. Yeah, there's a 
particularly funny bit in, in where you said uh, that James James Murphy gets clearance from his therapist to to take a pill. <laughs> well, I I'm not even I can't remember saying that, but you know I think that's pretty true. But you Book, know, yeah. we, we all you know we, it, it didn't end well. Do you know what I mean? But. It's, yeah. it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just part of life experience. You know, I, I look at, you know, I had a great experience over there and I had a really bad experience. Yeah. And, you know, it, like ultimately it was just, you know, I was just having a life experience yeah. and you, you go through that and you learn and, you know, just as, as a human being and, and you just try and sort of uh, become, you know, an improvement of yourself for yourself and no one else you know yeah. and, uh, that's what i've always strived to do it's just like let's get killed like this film's crap you know i was sitting in a i was sitting in a in a hotel room with a load of friends in amsterdam and someone like turned on the tv and it was just like full-on porn and uh you know what Obviously, after the every had a good laugh, someone said, "This film's crap. Let's slice the seats." I was like, "That's the name of my first album." <laughs> you know, so they're just all experiences in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, if people are saying that I ignited something over there, um, I, I, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, well, it seems like maybe your eclectic taste and uh, DJ sets were partly responsible for that as well. You know, I think that's what they were driving at specifically, maybe. But uh, what James was yeah, driving like, at, you know, whatever. You know, like I, I just do my thing, and like I do it for me. I mean, like I'm happy if it's made people happy, and yeah. good things have happened because of it. You know, um, we're all going through experiences like that. You know. Um, where you just, you know, the stars align and things happen and, you know, but I just want to just move on, you know, I'm to tell you the truth. I just finished my new album and I'm ready on to something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the OCD. Do you know what I mean? So and you had it with the unloved album as well very recently. Yeah. Was a, I mean, lockdown. Had so you're prolific, man. You're prolific. You're a prolific dude still. You're still at it. And you're still making, you're still, you're still putting on a club night as well in, in ben, oh, yeah, Belfast should, at the moment. You should check out God's waiting room. I mean, I've been to the banana block last year uh, and uh, yeah, I was looking at your upcoming lineups. It looks pretty good. Like worth checking out for sure. Come the to the one. Oh yeah. Fingers. Oh, that's great. You know, you've got great lineups there as well. Yeah. And it has DJ and Chase for you, like in terms of I, how you approach I, I, it? I, I, I've went through like, I've, I, I've went through just like different phases with it. You know, like at the minute I'm playing dance music, like, because yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Like my new album, you can dance to it, you know, not all, mm. you can like most of the tracks, you know, it's, it's quite pokey. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I'm really enjoying the, um, you know what I'm really enjoying? I'm really enjoying record box. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's, is that the OCD as well? I mean, this is like getting into the details well, of it all. Know, one of the reasons, you know, the, the main reason why that thing is so great, record box is so great for me. Yeah, I, I, I can make folders of, you know, yeah. what I want to play in a five hour set. And I know where they all are. And I know what BPM they are. 
And, yeah. you know, and I can then go out with a couple of memory sticks and actually with nothing planned. Yeah. And just, and, and just go, and I've got everything in my fingertips. And you know, another thing that's really great for that, because I'm fucking 54. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it gets any easier, like either way, when you're younger it's or not. No, but it's, like, it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to carry the... the like, oh like, yeah, well look, look, yeah. There's a there's a great thing about limitations with records for sure when you're when you're playing them out, but can you you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're they're everywhere, right? Looking but at the record I, I collection. Yeah. Them, but you know, to go out and DJ, I, I, yeah, I, I can actually re- like I'm really enjoying DJing right now because a I've got like you know nearly forty years of experience, yeah, and that counts for something. It does and, indeed, yeah. And, <laughs> but to have access to it all in front of me without having to like dig for a record and all that, you know, it, it, it's just made it so much more enjoyable. And I can go on real genre yeah. sets and, and, and make it work really well, you know. What yeah, I mean? that cataloging is great. And, and then I found myself just like the um, having even having a note or the notes uh, listed or whatever it is, the so you can play stuff that's in the same key and things like that. There, that changes things as well. It's just a really interesting way of, of looking at things. Obviously, you wouldn't necessarily do that with vinyl unless you, but I think most DJs have an innate, if you're experienced and you're good at what you're doing, you have an innate sense of records that go together in your own head. And sometimes I found myself even selecting two tunes together and going, oh, they're about in the same key, but I didn't know that. Just like your your brain knows it, like yeah. subconsciously. Yeah. So yeah, no, Rekordbox is great for like just... For me, yeah, for any any tunes you're doing or any nights you're doing, just you know, putting together a load of them. You're like, this will work for this t- night. But then sometimes you just go off in the distance and completely disregard that as well. But it's nice to, yeah, like preparation is good, I think, as well. <laughs> exactly. I mean, listen, I I actually just write the BPMs out, yeah. and you know, um, and then arrange them like that. So, uh, you know, I'll have one folder of from sixty to eighty BPM, one from eighty to a hundred. 100, yeah. 110 you know what i mean so i'm kind of especially because i love doing like i'm the same actually that's what i have i, I automatically do it within the intelligent playlists as well there so you don't even have to do, add them yourself which is brilliant so just a whole oh, range of them like that. What's yeah that? yeah well if you just put the bpm in um the metadata and then set the you can set up an intelligent playlist so it's a uh any tracks in this playlist are just between say 80 and 100 whatever so then anytime you add a song it'll automatically just go in there so you don't have to manually do it so that stuff is great i use that a lot yeah so it just saves you a bit of bit of time bit of faffing about case in case you forget which you you know you might i'm like sort of you know with djing it was like it was all you know vinyl for so many years and then you know the cdjs come out and I'd sit and make CDs, and I thought that was a piece of piss um, yeah. to make a CD. Um, but then I finally made the move to Record Box, and it's like I'm so glad I did it. it it's actually made me a better DJ yeah. because uh, you know I've got so many options at my fingertips, and I can see them all. You know, yeah, it's easy to try things quickly. You know, and then, okay, no, I'll go on. I'll, that's not working. You know, so it's 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 definitely made it much more relaxed. In, in sense of like, you know, 
rush digging looking for a fucking tune <laughs> yeah yeah where is it <laughs> unless unless it's like something like an edit and you can't remember the name of it and you're like oh god i can hear it in my head that's the worst part that's the worst thing when you're like i know what it is i just can't remember the title of it because it's some mad yeah, edit cds had like kind of the thing we consume so much music as well yeah that it, it's 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 kind of like difficult to actually um just remember things you know even though i can look at them i know exactly what it is but trying to contain it all yeah you, you know and uh when i was doing cds i recognized things because i'd written it down by hand and yeah. uh yeah now it's it, it's kind of it's it, it can be quite overwhelming hmm. the amount of amazing music that's out there you know yeah, but that's the fun part about it, you know. It's a uh, going back, even you crate digging in your own collection as well, you know, like whether that be virtual or, uh, or or physical as well. It's really one of well, my favorite like, things. I was time. actually upstairs, uh, up in my loft, like the nineties is up in my loft, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because you forget a, lo- a, a lot. You for- you forget so much. It's amazing how when you actually see the record again. It complete it triggers other memories. Yeah, yeah. You know that other memories that were like buried deep, and that is your little your conduit to actually sort of unlocking those memories. And uh, that was really interesting. That made yeah. me think twice about getting rid of stuff. You know, because I, right, I, yeah. I could look at it and have a memory to share with it. You know, or a certain yeah. night, people come to me now and go, "Remember that night?" And I was going, "Nope." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, Andrew used to say, if you remember the 90s, you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember some of the 90s, and you're going to be talking a bit more about it on Sunday at uh, Guinness Storehouse uh, with John Kelly. And and I presume you know Billy Scurry pretty well. I do. You have to. Yeah, we, we, absolutely. We must have partied a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Dublin uh, and Belfast. A beautiful presumably. man. A beautiful yeah. man. And he's still still a great DJ. So oh you're God. you're going to play on Sunday as well, are you? I am, yeah. You know what? You have anything in mind? You know what you're playing in light of the conversation we just had? I'll bring my little, my latest memory sticks. Lovely. But it won't be around Let's Get Killed. I couldn't do yeah. that. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. You know, it's like, uh, here's a load of good music that I, I've been liking lately. Do you Great. like it? Well, listen, Dave, thanks so much for your time. And uh, Thank you for thanks for it. reminiscing thanks. with me about Let's Get Killed a little bit. And best looking future. Look forward to hearing new David Holmes album and check out your DJ set soon. Very Thank good. you so much, man. All right. Thanks, Emil. All right. Emil. All right. Thanks, See you later. Special thanks to Michael, Aileen, and David for making that happen, and David Holmes himself for participating in our chat about a classic album, Let's Get Killed. It's patreon.com forward slash 909 if you enjoy what we do here. I want to show your support. From a five or a month, you get access to Discord. Our Discord community. People having a chat about music. It's a nice place to be. Patreon.com forward slash 9 or 9. I'll be back next week. With special guest Dave Hanratty. From No Encore Podcast. We're going to be talking about Meet Me in the Bathroom. One of the films we just mentioned there, which David has mentioned in. That is the film about New York 
music from the early 2000s, including the likes of LCD Sound System, Yeah Yeah Yes, The Strokes and more. So come back for that on our next episode. This is the 909 Podcast. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns